the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Bud Elliott. I'm Chip Patterson. You see those sirens in your feed. You know exactly what that means. Oklahoma, Texas, just just calling for a cab right now. I mean, will they get in one? I don't know. But they are certainly outside of the building. They have decided that they want to see what else is out there and reports that are going uh, all across the landscape have left us with a few things that I think we, as we sit here and record at 10.30 a.m. here on Thursday, that we can dive into uh, and really start to pull apart. Oklahoma and Texas, uh, specifically Texas, according to our own Dennis Dodd, has been at least looking around, has been at least thinking, okay, you know, uh, the ESPN decided that they were not going to start doing the renegotiation early like the Big 12 wanted to, and this media rights deal is going to end in June 2025, so that's after the 2024 season, and we, as the University of Texas, are interested in thinking that our life after June 2025 might not be in the Big 12. So, uh, the story initially breaks from the Houston Chronicle. We can get into uh, the significance of that in terms of what might happen next, that the Oklahoma and Texas are considering a move to the SEC. SEC Media Days continues to plow on with Jimbo Fisher commenting on it. Eli Drinkwitz asked Greg Sankey if Horns Down was going to be against the rules. <laughs> I love Eli Drinkwitz. He asked the daggum commissioner in the middle of this like huge burning fire of a story like, hey, hey, boss. Can, can I do horns down when Texas is in? <laughs> Freaking love it. Eli Drinkwitz. So, I, Did wait. you see the other thing on Drinkwitz? No. I saw a little tidbit too, like with this news coming out yesterday, he was telling recruits about like any recruit that Missouri's also like competing with like Oklahoma and Texas for, he was telling recruits, see, they want to play in the SEC too. <laughs> God. It's incredible. All right. There's a lot of fun stuff, but there, there are also like factual pieces to get through here. So my first question is given uh, all of the reporting and given everything that we know to this point, when did you take yourself to a position where you were preparing to entertain this as more than just rumor and actually something that could become a reality? When Texas A&M leaked it to, to the Houston Chronicle and then their AD was magically at media day, right, ready to talk. When no ADs go to SEC media day. I, I don't know about that, but like he was damn sure there. It is, so. it is not, uh, I, I do know this, it is not common for athletic directors to go to SEC media days. 
They do. Uh, a lot of athletic directors go to ACC media days, but at the SEC media days in Hoover, it's not common. There's no like official athletic director meeting on the schedule that would have you there. Him being there and being willing to go on Fine Bomb, being willing to go on every single radio row station and talk about how awful this was, uh, yes, was very, very significant. And I agree, bud, probably uh, points to how real this potential is. I was going to say, for me, it was real simply because, like I, we were talking about before the show, Chip, I have been on vacation the last few weeks. I still am on vacation. And I have been not just on vacation from work, but I've been staying away from as much as possible. And I just get online yesterday just to check out, see what's going on. And bam, the first tweets I see from a bunch of people are this report, like Texas and Oklahoma are thinking of joining the SEC. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Welcome back, Tom. And, but then it's, it's more than that. It's seeing it from like, you know, the Houston Chronicle instead of the dude of West Virginia is when it's like, okay, so maybe there's something to it. And then the fact that it was being addressed at SEC media days and there were a bunch of like actual outlets writing about it. I was like, oh, so maybe this isn't just some sort of stupid rumor. So for me, pretty quickly, I thought it had legs to it. I mean, publicity is bad for this to happen. If you are interested in making a move that would cause this kind of seismic change. And, you know, you're just trying to like very quietly work behind the scenes and see where gauge interest because no official, um, the Texas would have to inform the big 12 officially that it does not intend to uh, re up. Then it would have to uh, receive an invitation from the sec. And in order to receive an invitation from the sec, the sec would need 11 of 14 schools to sign off on it. Not to go all politics here, but I think we can all assume that Texas A&M is a surefire. No, that's a no, but who, who are the other three no's that they would need? Arkansas. So here's Okay. Uh, Kirk Bowles of the, I think he's the Austin American Statesman reported that uh, Missouri would be a no. Um, I had this talk with somebody today. Who do you think tipped Texas A&M to this? Do you think it was another school that like the SEC folks were thinking would probably be a yes? That was like actually maybe not a yes. And then they called up A&M like, hey, you, you know about this? What, what, how do you think A&M found out? Is it one of the schools that maybe the SEC thought might be a yes, but uh, maybe is a maybe or a no? So Texas, uh, according to Pete Thamel, has really been the one leading the charge on this. Uh, and I think Dennis Dodd is also on that. But uh, Pete Thamel even introduced the idea of independence, you know, or the idea of there being another conference. That's why it feels like, to me, the first... I actually love the certainty, uncertainty splits on this whole situation. What's certain is that Texas is very interested in the possibilities of a life outside of the Big 12. Whether that's in the SEC, that would be priority one. If it doesn't work out in the SEC, Texas might also still be interested in a life that involves the ACC or the independents. Chip, I'm curious about that. Do you think that Texas is very interested in life outside the Big 12 or that Texas is uninterested in life in the Big 12 as currently constituted. So that's I, what I was going to say. I think it's I, I, probably more the latter. I think I see where you're going, where it's like, because that's the power play, where you're trying to get the Big mm-hmm, 12 yeah. to come back and be like, no, please don't leave us. Here's uh, some way that we're going to sweeten up the deal for you. Here's 12% instead of the, the current 10% split. I think Texas could easily be independent. I think Oklahoma could actually survive as an independent as well, although they're less viable. But I mean, if, if Notre Dame eventually goes to can we say the word peacock on this show? I know it's a CBS show, right? Like, is there any reason that Texas couldn't go to Paramount Plus as an independent and, and, and survive? Like, I, I think Texas could be an awesome independent. They, 
at the very bare minimum, I think this is a leverage play to get more out of the Big 12. I'm not going to dismiss the idea of going to the SEC, but I don't know that I agree that the number one choice is going to the SEC, right? It might be staying in the Big 12 with more favorable concessions from a bunch of teams that don't move the needle. So like Texas saw the Super League this summer and was like, hmm, what if we try that? You think that, no, that's because that was pulling from lots of different places and only the top tier. Those are all, those are all teams and clubs like to get into this, but like they want preferential treatment within their leagues. They want more money from the leagues because they feel like they're the ones who sell the leagues for net, you know, international TV rights. That's what it all comes down to. It's kind of like a leverage thing, which is kind of what Texas is doing too. But doesn't it feel like, uh, I mean, cause doesn't it feel like everything's on the table? in terms of the possible outcomes of this? Like, I don't, is there any outcome that you feel like it is too outlandish, at least in terms of when you start to try and, um, and we don't need to play risk here and we don't need to do the full, um, you know, the, if then, then this, then this, then they move there. I mean, you can get lost doing this, but in terms of just like Texas, Oklahoma and the big 12, does anything seem outlandish or does everything seem like it's still possible? I, I think everything, I mean, as far as likelihood, I can't say, but I think that we're in a stage, especially now where everything is still possible because with the NIL and like, you know, with the NCAA kind of losing its, you know, the NCAA is kind of losing its purpose when now that NIL exists, even the NCAA is like, yeah, no, it should exist. They've done a complete 180 on it. It's like, well, then what the hell are you still here for? And I think that we're going to see like a chance where schools and conferences are going to trade in the NCAA for ESPN and we could see a, a a more television ready kind of product where they're going like there's, I can't remember who did this a few years ago. It might've been Staples. It might've been somebody else, but there was like an article about how with like the streaming stuff and like the Amazons and the, the Paramount pluses and the Peacock, we could see college football just kind of become like a little NFL where the realignment just leads to these networks or these streaming services bundling up the best 32 and 64 teams and starting their own league. And I wouldn't be shocked if we see something like that. I don't think it would be to that extent, but I think that Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC is viable. I think that if that happens, there'd be a lot of other dominoes falling everywhere where we could end up with like, remember when we first went through this back in what was it? 2010, 20. Yeah. That, you know, like everybody's talking about the 16 team super leagues and we were going to see four 16 team super leagues and either the Pac-12 or the Big 12 are going to go away. I think that's still a very distinct possibility. Mm. What about you, bud? Game it, game it out. How do you, what do you think are the the things that the next steps, what are you looking for? I, I certainly think it's, it's, you know, it's, it's very possible. Um, I don't know that we're going to get to something as small as what Tom proposed. I, I can't totally dismiss it. And I don't think it's necessarily where Tom thinks it's for sure going. Just do it out as a possibility, obviously. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think we, we yesterday when we did the ACC recap show, um, I found it pretty interesting that Jim Phillips' comments were very similar to the comments of Greg Sankey, uh, who's in turn were similar to the comments of Bowlesby, uh, basically saying, hey, um, we need to take a look at if, all 351 NCAA schools making decisions make sense for the schools that actually play football, which is the sport which drives this, right? Like nobody, college basketball is just not nearly as popular as it used to be relative to college football. It's just not as big of a thing. 
Um, I think we could see something where maybe there's 96 schools that go and do it. You still need some teams to beat up and get yeah. wins against. You don't want to go 0 and 12 because in the NFL, you know, like in college, you, you don't really get to rebuild with like stockpiling picks. So I, I don't think it would be quite as small as what Tom thinks. Um, I also think that, so you're going to have some hurdles with any SEC, most likely to Texas and, and Oklahoma coming, uh, A&M being an obvious one. How much extra money do they expect ESPN to throw at them per school to get them to vote yes on this? Because you got to remember, you also have to overcome the reduction in bowl share. So right now, the SEC splits all their bowl revenue, which is pretty significant. Like the ACC pulls over $2 million per school, right, from the Orange Bowl. It's not, it's not a nothing thing. Uh, the SEC also divides their bowl revenue by 14. Now you're dividing by 16. Okay. I think we have to assume that the, at the, you know, the SEC would get a lot more money for having Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, that's a, that's a lot of good additional inventory. How much additional inventory is that? What, what is the number that gets Missouri to, uh, to vote yes? What's the number that gets A&M to, I mean, privately, they'll probably never vote yes, but publicly stop complaining about it, right? If this is just about money, I'm curious as to how much more that is. Is this a situation where ESPN overpays to really you know, turn the screws to Fox? Because that Fox Big 12 contract is uh, not great if you lose Texas and Oklahoma. I mean, people don't want to watch Iowa State and TCU and stuff. It's not a, not a draw comparatively. Uh, and if you're Texas, is this is this just about money? Like, like for them, did Texas – all schools need money. I don't want to downplay the, the role of cash in this, uh, but like, how much extra money does Texas need per year? Is the Longhorn Network doing as poorly as I think it is? Texas so wants I, to get I think it's space. in trouble. <laughs> yeah, right. So, and then also, you know, how does in talks to people who who I I don't think they know what's going to happen with Texas, but I do think they have some insight into some some of the future of the sport here. Uh, basically. They're like, this is something that could absolutely make the 12-team playoff not a certainty. Right. Like, And these are people who previously thought 12 teams was pretty much a certainty. Like, they debate it and all that stuff, but it was probably going to get the yes votes. Now they're like, this could absolutely change up everything. Uh, so I'm curious as to how that will work. Big Ten Media Days is starting right now. Uh, Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren telling USA Today um, – in, in recent weeks that he isn't sold on the 12 team proposal. It's been fascinating how one of the through lines of media days, cause you're right. The, this would be a giant domino in terms of, you know, how we want to set it up from a competitive standpoint. But one of the themes of media days all across the country has been a not so rosy and welcoming response to the new 12 team playoff. Sounds like I won the debate. You didn't win the debate. Okay. <laughs> and, hold on. And so, uh, another piece of this, I don't want my like enthusiasm uh, or the tone of my voice to make to make any listeners think that I'm actually excited about this because to cut to like the the sport, this would suck so bad for Oklahoma State, for Texas Tech, for Kansas State, for Iowa State, for West Virginia, for Baylor, for Kansas. Oh yeah, like 
We, we did dedicate so many episodes to Kansas football here in 2021, and we did that for you all because we know what kind of football powerhouse Kansas is. But that's, a, that's an institution. It's, it's a strong institution with a very good basketball program. Like they, they would be left out, and all of a sudden that would become an interesting piece. It would stink for all of those programs left in the Big 12 because but – but do you remember the mailbag question from Jared? When Jared said, let's do a thought experiment, let's take out Oklahoma and Texas from the Big 12, is it still a Power 5 league? And we ran down and we compared it to the American and we said that we would favor the American over the Big 12. Jared has jumped back in the mentions to remind me of that mailbag question and to your point about like who tipped it, I I wonder if Jared at least has some message board friends that have been like, hey... Or, or some, or he might actually be connected. I don't want to like say that Jared is a message board rumor only guy, but clearly there was some kind of uh, some kind of idea that something like this might be coming down here in recent weeks. So, if somebody on the Big Twelve side tipped it, like another school, like a Baylor or, or a TCU, that's the one I have a harder time believing. And this is a little bit off the rails, but because would they actually have real knowledge? that the SEC uh, was listening and reciprocating. I think you can assume so, but to me, it makes more sense that somebody inside the SEC sure. let A&M know. Sure. Right? And, and I don't know um, what Jared, let's see if, uh, Ooh, Jared's a UCF alum. Hmm. So Jared's just trying to get UCF into the ACC or something. Yeah, we're trying to get UCF into or the, the big, big 12. 12 to replace yeah. Texas and Oklahoma. Um, I, I think that it would stink for all of the programs that are left. I think it would be wild to see whether or not the rest of the conferences, the Big Ten, the ACC, the Pac-12, whether they do decide to pounce and whether they do decide to to add teams. West Virginia has a history of being an expansion candidate for um, the ACC previously, and it hasn't worked out. Then we've got, obviously, the relationships where Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, what were the other two that were almost to the Pac-12? It was that there were four Big 12 teams that almost went to the Pac-10, but ended up not going. Oklahoma State and Colorado. Texas Tech were among them. Um, yeah, it was it was Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Texas, and Texas Tech mm. that went to the Pac-12, or were going to the Pac-12. Something else I think is really significant here. Um, real conference realignment decisions are made at the university president's level, and that is something that athletic directors may or may not get to have much of a say on. You know, Ross Bjork from Texas A&M's athletic director can walk around and jump on every show he wants, and he can send the right message to his fans and and believe that his fans don't want to see Texas in the SEC. But if Texas A&M's university president, now again, I'm not, I'm only using him as an example because he's been talking so much about this. Um, Texas and Oklahoma have recently had changeover at the university president level. These are new university presidents who initially were interims, got the interim tag removed during the middle of the pandemic, had to work with the other university presidents intimately to get everything through to get that season in. And now I think that the new blood for Texas, for Oklahoma, um, has them starting to say like, yeah, I'm open-minded. I am open-minded to a complete change of our association with other universities and the neighborhood that we're in. I think that the timing across all of college athletics with the NCAA reeling, with the NIL, with playoff expansion, with new conference commissioners in the last two years in the Big Ten, in the ACC, and in the Pac-12, 
I think everybody is thinking that now is the time to make all the changes because everything's up in the air right now. And that's why I think I'm willing to entertain everything from 16-team super conferences to nothing changes at all and everything in between. Uh, you, going back to like the Pac-12 last time with Oklahoma, wasn't there like a rule at the time or like wasn't it accepted that Oklahoma and Oklahoma State were a package deal because the state wouldn't let them go separate or something? We have had clarification on that. There is actually no law. It was just more of a... Um, okay a belief among state legislatures and Oklahoma state's official statement responding to the rumors. My reading of that is like, we will sue you and we will fight you in the state house. If you try to do this. Yeah. And like, this is how Virginia tech got in the ACC. The ACC did not want the Hokies. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think Virginia tech and Louisville being in the ACC now changes West Virginia's position or Louisville being in the ACC now changes the West Virginia position. If the ACC wanted to entertain it. So that's like, yeah, when I was doing, when I was running through all my, like, you know, dominoes scenarios last night was going through this. Like, yeah, I, I see West Virginia going to the ACC and then it would I don't think be, they want them. Really? Yeah. I don't think it's, it's not, a, not a real attractive brand. I mean, it, it just, I don't get the sense. So you think it would here. be, would it be Notre Dame and UCF ahead of West Virginia? I don't know that they want to expand. Yeah, that's like, like I, I don't. Yeah, like I don't. You don't I, think I, they don't would think... expand if Notre Dame was willing to come along? Yes, Notre Dame. Yes, but I, Tom, I really think they would go to fifteen and do pods and not do divisions. Or, or they there's would. Not do... a te- there's not a there's not a team out there that is going to but, going to increase their share if you divide by sixteen. But then you Notre Dame team... increases if you go to fifteen. You have to have at least one team on a buy every week. So then there's going to be a team getting screwed for buys. I think for, for the amount of money they would lose per team by adding a West Virginia or UCF, they would damn sure do that. But if it like adds that, to new TV, they, they would much rather go 15 and go pods. Because it's going to be TV that drives this. And especially if it's going to be like streaming services where it's subscriber-based. I think like UCF, because it's in Orlando, becomes a very more attractive option. It, it kind of maybe alleviate some of the having too many Florida school fears that maybe were around, you know, the last time it was just basic cable and that kind of stuff. So I don't, I don't know how many subscribers, but like, like you're, unless you're going to just make it, the schools get what they, what they get for their own subscribers. Um, and then that's more of just like a collection of independence model. Um, if you're going to pool the, the, the third tier rights with the ACC network stuff, um, I mean, you would get more money from ESPN with the 16th team. You would not get more money per team. The more the money per team would 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 go down. Well, if the schools, I vote no on West Virginia. I vote no on UCF. I vote yes on Notre Dame. Well, who are the if you if you are the ACC and you're expanding the 16, Notre Dame's one of them. Who's the 16th? I just don't know that there's a team they would entertain. It, it wasn't. I would say West Virginia. Um, it was like inter- Penn State. Maybe if they wanted to leave the Big Ten, like they're not a longtime Big Ten member, but that seems very unrealistic. Um. The Jim Phillips had, I believe, another comment today. He, when he went and asked about the reports, he said, "We're happy with our 15. and that's the way he said it. With our yeah. fifteen, yeah, you know. He also was, wasn't he saying like he wasn't he like basically pining for Notre Dame? Yeah, he said it's been less than bashful. He's, he said we got a glimpse of what it could be last year with one division, like no divisions, fifteen teams, like that's. 
it seemed to me with the wistful look he had in his eyes as he was talking about it at the moment on the podium, it looked like he was like, yes, last season is exactly what we hope ACC football can be with Notre Dame as a playing a full conference schedule. Now, getting Notre Dame to, you know, agree to that is another challenge, but the ACC has, uh, they, they are not being subtle about how much they, they would be willing to do it. And I think that, I don't know. It's a it's a little bit of a position of power. Somebody texted me and they said, "Was the ACC caught off guard by this?" And I said, "I don't know, but I don't think the ACC is a power player in this Texas Oklahoma situation. I don't think they are trying to beat the SEC out to have a higher bid or to attract the commitment. They are not recruiting Texas and Oklahoma. I think that as a power conference, you got to be aware of what's going on and and have plans for action and reaction. But I mean, Bud." You're obviously in Charlotte right now. Do you think that the ACC is a is a power player in this Texas Oklahoma discussion? Um, if they are, I really haven't got any indications of it. If uh, you know, if you're Texas and Oklahoma, and you're getting some traction from the SEC, there's no real need to engage the ACC right now for leverage, right? Because you want to kind of you want to use your, your your top potential option as leverage I'm the ACC, I think would take Texas and Oklahoma and figure it out. Right. Yes. Um, you know, we're, yeah. Like Texas and Oklahoma are not road trippable for any ACC team. Um, but like, that's, you know, that, that is something I think you just do because the money's right. Like West Virginia, UCF. Eh, uh, I, I, I don't think they would do that, but they would get a lot more money per team if you added Texas and Oklahoma, but for Texas and Oklahoma, it would be a downgrade in terms of money per team. Do you so ever I don't have, think they would do it, like unless they ask and also, for a huge is, share. Is, is Texas coming to take an equal share? Or are you going to have to, you know, like what Texas is very likely kind of negotiating for right now, is Texas going to be like, well, you know, like if Texas goes to the SEC, I don't think Texas would have much of a standing to be like, no, we deserve more. But if it goes to the ACC, it might feel like it'd be like, oh, no, I think we deserve a little more. We're doing you a favor here. Yeah, that would mess up power dynamics big time. I just, uh, yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's well, wild. Let's, Go ahead. Let's say this is a consideration too. Like Texas has a history of kind of being unhappy, and mm-hmm. sometimes I don't think they're unreasonable, right? Like it's very clear if you if for, for all the sort of doomsday scenarios we we've workshopped, like if Texas leaves, the Big Twelve is screwed. So. I don't think it's unreasonable for Texas to ask for a bigger share of the big 12 personally, right? For a long time, the the convenience of scheduling has made it. So most like most leagues have, have an equal share. And I think there's some reasons to do it, but I don't blame Texas for asking at all. I don't think Texas has that same kind of leverage in the sec. If you're an sec president though, are you concerned that Texas acts this way repeatedly? Right. Like that, are they going to be a, an annoying member to have in your league? Again, Cash makes everything okay a lot of times, but how much extra cash uh, is it going to take? Speaking of cash, the biggest thing that's made me laugh is anybody who said like, but if they leave early, they'll have to pay. I was like, okay, let's think about the entities involved in this because we have um, ESPN, we have uh, Texas, and we have the SEC. I think they can find ways. I mean, they'll fight it in court, I'm sure, but... I think they'll find ways to be able to come up with the cash if they need to, to be able to make these things happen. Yeah. 
Well, let's say this does happen in Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC. What happens in the SEC? What does the SEC look like? The SEC network, ESPN's own conference network, was just trotting out this morning on like, hey guys, let's talk about this pod system where we've got these teams split up and these teams split up and you play a nine-game conference schedule and this is what it looks like. I mean, it was an amazing amount of detail for... Uh, what was either reckless speculation or wildly informed and on the nose uh, organization from again the SEC? I mean, I, guys, I mean, this is hilarious, right? Like the SEC network reporting on Texas and Oklahoma flirting with the SEC, and by the way, here's how it could look. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's not lost on us, right? No. Okay. Because again, like I said earlier, they, they'd be chained, they'd be turning in the NCAA for ESPN. I like but, that line a lot. It's uh, like I, I do think you mentioned nine game conference schedule. I would bet that they won it. <laughs> I bet that part of the stipulation will be from the other teams in the SEC. Like, listen, if we're adding these two, you're not making me play another game. <laughs> it would stay in at eight. So that way we could at least not have to play them every other year. But no, I, I do. Th- I, th- I think it'd be I mean, just for as a fan, I think it would be fun. Because I think having Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC would be more entertaining to me than Texas and Oklahoma and the rest of the Big 12. <laughs> mm. With the, the trading the NCAA for ESPN, I, I think there's something to, to point out here um, is that we talk about it's a long road trip for football. I, I don't think that's that big of a deal, to be frank. You're, you're only going on the road four or five t- times a year mm-hmm. as a football team. The real issue is all these Olympic sports, which don't make any money right? That's the main, that's one of the main reasons why these, these teams stay in these conferences. It's scheduling convenience and specifically scheduling convenience for the Olympic Olympic model. So I do think it would actually make a good bit of sense for football to, to split off to break. And off, then yeah. if you want to keep playing all these other sports that don't make money, they can like, does Texas need to leave for the sec in every sport? That's a whole lot of travel to ship your lacrosse team, volleyball team, and all you know these, you know, scholarship club teams basically that aren't, you know, they don't they lose money for university as opposed to like football, which is an actual business. So, if we, but if we have the University of Texas take its football team and say we are. SEC for football only, and we're leaving all the rest of our teams in the Big Twelve. I will laugh for a week. I will chuckle on the hour for seven days straight because that is bananas. I don't think the Big 12 would go for that, Chip. Right, okay. Personally. So they would just have to stuff those Olympic, they would put those Olympic sports in the SEC, but that would be the the reverse. It would be like a reverse Notre Dame, I guess. Like instead of I want our football independence and I want all of our Olympic sports in the ACC, it's like, no, I would like my football to be in the SEC and the rest of our Olympic sports will just figure it out and play regional foes. Well, what you could do, and then we're getting in the weeds here, like I, I think that for sure, if this happened, I think basketball has to come with. Like, I don't think it could be every other sport, but if you bring all your Olympic sports to the SEC, what the SEC could do is for football, no divisions, none of that. We have a couple protected rivalries, but we're playing eight games. For your Olympic sports, you could still separate them up into regional pods or divisions and have like your volleyball teams largely like if you're a Western SEC school, 
you're largely concentrated in the West and the Eastern schools are largely concentrating their schedules in the East. And then you'd have them play like in a little championship tournament like you do for basketball at the end at a neutral site. So maybe that helps alleviate some of those costs. So while we get rid of divisions for football, we add them to the other sports. So the the proposal from uh, SEC Network this morning, pod A would be Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, and South Carolina. Uh, pod B would be Alabama, Auburn, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt. Pod C would be LSU, Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M. Pod D would be Arkansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Texas. You play the other three teams in your pod every season, and then you play two teams against each of the other pod, play two games against each of the other pods, and you get to host every team at least once every four seasons. Oklahoma and Texas get to stay together because they're in the same pod. Texas and Texas A&M do not end up Dog. in the same pod. I mean, thoughts? If you're going pods, Texas and Texas A&M need to be in the same pod. And I know Texas A&M probably wouldn't agree to it if they were, but I don't care. You need to have them in the same pod or else what's the damn point? So does all this come back to just Texas and Texas A&M's like pettiness and hatred for each other? Like the reason we are talking about this right now and the reason that this isn't going on behind the scenes is because Texas and Texas, because Texas A&M got wind of this and they know that the louder that they make the conversation, it becomes either a bandaid that they have to get through or it goes away. Let's say like, and each fan base can pretend the other school is the little brother or whatever, but let's say two brothers are growing up older brother. He's, he's the favorite. He's the one he's getting great grades, blah, 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 yada, yada. He's great at sports. He's doing all this little brother's always been in that person's shadow and little brother decides one day, you know what? I got to leave my hometown. I got to move. I got to go be my own person. I'm always going to be seen as this guy's little brother here at home. So that person leaves, goes, Hey, I'm pretty cool. These people don't know me. They like me. And then all of a sudden big brother calls and says, Hey, I'm moving to your town. That's what's going on right now. Um, by the way, SEC presidents are meeting in person this morning in Birmingham. Now, it was regularly scheduled. You know, it wasn't. It was. It was always going to be a time for the university presidents to get together. But the SEC presidents are meeting in person this morning. They just haven't seen each other in a while. They're like everybody. You know, yeah. COVID's over now. Everybody wants to see each other. You know, be in person, talk. Man, Big 12 University presidents got together like, I guess, a week or two ago and multiple reports citing multiple sources said there was not a word from that meeting indicating what might be on the horizon. Those new university presidents at Texas and Oklahoma uh, clearly have caused all kinds of uh, chaos within uh, the college sports world. All right, last last words before we get out of here. What are you paying attention to? Um, what... What is burning in, in terms of this storyline? How, how quickly do you think it'll accelerate? What are the next steps? I think it'll get us through the start of the season for sure. <laughs> as far as things to talk about. <laughs> like we'll have our win totals pods, but I, I, uh, no, I, I don't know. Like things like this are either going to go really slowly or really fast. I know. So by the, this time next week, Texas and Oklahoma might be headed to the SEC or we might be in the very same spot, but that won't mean that it's not still in the back works. I think uh, we will know how serious, you know, if this is serious or like super serious, uh, if we don't hear some leaked demands from, uh, from the Big 12 side, right? Like Texas and Oklahoma, there was a report from a TV reporter 
I know TV reporters are oftentimes pretty suspect. They're kind of second just to, you know, sports talk radio guys. But he basically said, like, they would soon announce that they're not going to resign the media deal with uh, with the Big 12. My interpretation of that, if it's true, is like they're not going to sign the current media deal, right? Because they split the share evenly or whatever demands they have. I, I don't think, by the way, this is solely over kickoff times. People are like, oh, the, the, the noon kickoff times was pissing them off. Like, yeah, sure. I'm sure they're not real happy with that. It's not the main thing. You, you, don't, you don't do this over some noon kickoffs. If we hear the demands, I think we'll kind of evaluate them, how reasonable they are, and we'll see uh, how dug in the Big 12 wants to be, which will, of course, depend on the intelligence about the SEC's willingness to take Oklahoma, Texas, and, and split up the and split up their share, how much more money they can get out of ESPN. Um, if we don't hear any demands, then I think you got to think this is a little bit more serious because it's headed it's that not way. a leverage ploy. Yeah. yeah. Um, the other thing I'm going to be watching is any sort of new uh, updates on the playoff. This has to slow the playoff vote for 12 down. Like you're, you're not full speed ahead with, with going to 12 if you have uncertainty as to the conference makeup. So the when you said that... As I think it should. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, when yeah. you mentioned that yesterday, the the I thought the point was good, but my follow-up question was going to be, what what would it make you change? Like what needs to be rethought? Is it the number of teams? Is it the structure with the six automatic bids to the highest ranked uh, conference champions and, and the four um, that get the buy there? Like what, what pieces of the playoff proposal do you think uh, are going to be need to be put on hold uh, until things settle down? Well, um, to be honest, I, I don't, I really don't know. I need to sit down and sketch it out. But I think the interesting thing was like 12 made sense for the leagues, for most of the leagues that were involved in the discussion. The SEC, um, notably it was reported, would not go would not go for eight because the SEC right now is the only league that gets two teams in. Mm-hmm. And if they go to eight, other teams could get two teams in. Going to 12 gives the SEC a chance to get three teams in, right? So like the SEC was not going to vote for something that did not preserve its opportunity to be the only league that got like a plus one of teams in compared to their leagues. So I think they'd have to figure out like, okay, how does the 12 work? How many other leagues are there going to be? If this really happens, I do think this will slow down the playoff thing by, I don't want to speculate this number of years, but I think it will cause some issues. I also think that it's not entirely unreasonable to think that if this does go down and we see another larger kind of overhaul of conferences in general, it could also lead to a 16 team playoff a lot quicker. Oh, Tom, our mentions just got blown up. I'm just saying, I mean, if think about it, if, if this ends up with like a bunch of super conferences or whatever the hell happens where like, you know, ESPN just like the formation of a 96 school college football league, and everybody's playing a uniform schedule and everybody's kind of playing this same kind of deal, they could format it to where they can get to 16 teams in the playoff. Pretty easy. Yeah. Wild. Wild. Wild stuff. Uh, as always, we will keep you locked in here on the Cover 3 podcast. You can follow him on Twitter at BudElliott3. You can follow him at Tom Fernelli. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 